My name is Armando. My name is Rebecca. My name is Ashley. And you are tuning in to episode 13 of the World of Trust podcast. All episodes are available for you to listen on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms. Thank you for joining us. Today's October 28th, 2020. Today, we'll be having a roundtable conversation about our own personal experiences taking the Florida bar, our general thoughts on what happened this year, because 2020 just never ceases to surprise me, um, and a few more things that we'll talk about today. Before we begin, if you have any topics you would like to recommend or simply want to leave a comment, make sure to visit our website, www.lifelegacypa.com, where you can find additional instructions on how to reach us. Guys, how's everything? Everything's good. Hope everyone is safe and healthy. Yes. Things are good. <laughs> so let's first, before we talk about our own personal experiences with the bar and just, you know, round stuff, we just, just talking about it. What went on this year with the bar? Like what was going on? Cause like it got postponed like three times, I think. And Thank then yeah. now it's virtual. It was virtual, right? It was virtual. Now in October, it was October 13th and they had 14th as a backup day for people who had um, accommodations and they only had a one day exam. Yeah. So they only took Florida MBE was not required. Um, and the list of topics shrunk quite a bit. Um, so it's very interesting, but I mean, they did get it postponed three times. The second time it was postponed, they postponed it like the Sunday before the exam, I think. Oh. That's, I don't know. I wouldn't be happy about that. I don't, I I don't think either. a lot of people would be happy about that. Maybe the people that didn't study would be happy about that. But right. if, you, if, if you were there following your, you know, doing your, your regimen, your little, you know, your studying course, your schedule, you know, you've got your sleep habits set up and then that Sunday they're like, no, try again. Right. I would be, I would be so upset. I would be really upset. I know there was a lot of attorneys, um, already barred attorneys that, um, were upset about it because either they had family members that were taking the bar or they had, um, future associates taking the bar and they, um, I know that there wasn't even a petition going around to I either, I don't know if it was to just give them a date or one of the options they were trying to push was instead of like a, like an apprenticeship, I guess you would call it for like six mm -hmm. months or like a year or something. And then you would have an attorney sign off on it. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because, you know, that's how it used to be, I think, in a, a very long time ago. And to bring it back to that would be um just very different but What's, I didn't what? think it was fair that they canceled it last minute because there's so much stress right. going on and people don't work and um you take out loans sometimes just yeah. for that summer to study so it was a lot of um it wasn't fair what's right. the name of that system that and I know I'm going to bring up a sour point for a lot of people but like Kim Kardashian she's like going to law school but she's really not because she didn't go to, she went, she's trying to get barred, but not barred. It's, it's such a weird thing. And it's kind of like what Ashley was saying, where like, it's almost like they do schoolwork, but it's not really schoolwork and they work under somebody. And then if they do that, they 
get they they take the bar, but they have they it's like almost like they don't go to law school. They just take the bar. So it's a, it's a little bit of the inverse, but interesting. Yeah. And well, I think in California, you don't have to go to law school to take to to take the bar exam. I think you can get licensed without it. And I think that's what she's trying to do. I don't know if you need, um, for example, um, engineers here mm. in Florida to take the to get finally like your final license to for an engineer. You need to have someone you have to, you need to have five years uh, signed off by an actual uh, like licensed attorney. I mean, licensed engineer. So I'm assuming maybe California has the similar system for their attorneys, but um, not in Florida. That's for sure. No, definitely not. <laughs> Uh, there is, I think it's Illinois that you don't even have to, you don't pass the bar at all. You just, as long as you, there's like a qualification system after you pass, you graduate your law school and that's it. Like you, you can, you can practice in Illinois, I think. Pretty sure it's Illinois. Let me, let me, let me search that up before, uh. Be, 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 I've never, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I know it's, that we spoke about it before we took our bar exam, how we were saying, I wonder if it's even something that is a good indication of whether you're ready to practice law. It's kind of like these LSATs and SATs. They've always asked, like, what do they actually mm -hmm. show you? So no, no, these much. exams are you just cramming information. Um, so in this in this bar exam, they got to at least cram less information because it didn't have. Well, I mean, I'm sure they had already been cramming it up for the uh, the other exams. But for this last one, they only had to take Florida. Um, but even then, you're being tested on subjects that maybe you or areas of law that you might not even ever practice. So it's it's always an interesting question. On, is the bar exam even, I mean, is it a really neat, uh, necessary thing? Yeah. I've always considered the bar and any sort of certification program, right? Like, it's almost a it's a gatekeeper for effort, right? So mm. that's how I see it, right? Like, it's like, do you want to be an attorney? Sure. Then you have to suffer this much. Regardless of how it's going to help you in your career, you have to suffer and you got to pay this much. And it's a way to kind of, from what we've seen from my experience, it's a way to keep the attorney numbers down, not really working, but and it's just to keep people out of the profession who are going to be, who want to be it, but don't really want to put, the effort into it. Now, whether it's fair or not, probably not. It's probably not a fair system because I know a lot of people that are incredibly smart who would sit down for an exam. They have, you know, like whether it be anxiety issues and stuff like that. And it just, or they're just not mentally fit to take a physical exam like that. I mean, let's be honest, like what practical purposes does it take to sit in an exam for two days in the room for eight hours? I, I can't imagine like what you're testing, like what stamina like uh, right. knowing the law like i mean i can't name one attorney right who won't research the law if they're not 100 percent clear on it right like just research right. the law and they'll have time and they'll build a client for that time so <laughs> i don't i don't know why uh i think it's just a gatekeeping measure just if you you know i don't know that's my thought that's a good point i think you're i think that makes a lot of sense and i think we had even said this when we were taking the bar exam and I've heard it said a lot of times that this is just like a mental game. Like they want to stick you in that huge room with so many people and it's just so intimidating. And the whole environment, those two days while you're in Tampa was just like, 
it's make or break. So I think you're right. I think that's a good point. That's probably what it, it, it does more of a weeding out job than it does of actually qualifying you like to see if you are fit to be um, knowledge wise, yeah. if you're fit to be an attorney. I can't imagine. I really, I can't think of a reason how the bar prepares you to be an attorney. I mean, maybe, maybe if we're going to be, you know, um, to play devil's advocate, maybe the stress, you know, the stress <laughs> of being in a situation where um, you're, you're competing against people. The the numbers are really stacked against you. Right. Um, and you're being thrown into a location you're not comfortable with. You have to travel. Maybe that can, you know, equate to some sort of stress that you should see in the future. But isn't that, that's kind of like with most, you know, professional jobs, like you're going to have a, a stress level. Stress. You know, I don't think it's like unique to just attorneys. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I, it, mm-hmm. I it's a stupid exam. That I mean, that's all I can say. I remember like well, when you had the issues that Florida bar itself, like the Florida portion was always poorly like all of our teachers would always say it was so poorly written. So it makes you yes. wonder what the purpose of it um was because it would tell you don't even don't even overthink it because that multiple choice is so poorly written. It doesn't even make sense. And I know I experienced that and others did too. So mm-hmm. then you're wondering, well, what's the, what's the purpose of it? If it's not just a mental game. And I wonder too, how many people actually went through with the bar, like the registration for this um, exam. I don't know if everyone is already registered. I know someone, a few people I know just didn't sign up because it was just too chaotic but I don't know if you were ready because the virus chaos started in March. Um, when do you register to the, for the actual exam? I don't, I don't remember. I don't recall. I know we, I know you had your hotel from like <laughs> January, February, but when do you really get your, um, when do you actually register for the actual test? So I, I wonder if that's people just saw it was too chaotic and maybe not enough people registered and they didn't mind doing it online. Bex, do you remember when we registered for the exam, like in relation to do, the July bar? I do think that most people had already finished their registrations, except for all those people who usually run late and wait for the deadlines. But I think most of law school is are the overachievers, and they probably already had it submitted and, and paid for it. So there, there's probably maybe like 25% of them. I, I mean, I don't know. I hadn't looked that up. That's a good point. I wonder how many actually just didn't go through with it or maybe there's some of them who are still going to wait until the february exam or did they give them an option or did they give them an option to postpone during that first one and people did and so then the second one didn't have as many i am imagining they gave that option so i think that i wonder if it's just the amount of people taking the exam wasn't as many for this last one i don't know i don't know the numbers that it's good i I should have looked it up and think yeah. about that. <laughs> it's also, but then again, you know, when you think about these attorneys that need to, well, these law students, aspiring attorneys who have to get paid and they're living off of student loans. Like you mentioned in the beginning, they're only expecting to take off May and June in order to take the exam in July. And now they had to take off May, June, July, August, September. I mean, that's a lot of money that they're, um, missing out on no. that if they hadn't let's say they hadn't uh, found the job yet or they're not 
their job was waiting to give them a pay raise until they became an attorney. I mean, there's so much. So I'm sure some some of them wanted to take the the first exam that was going to be given instead of waiting until February. Did it? They, Ashley, you brought up the program, right? Like that they're they are allowing students to practice law yes. under an attorney, right? For the for the for the like I think it was like six months, something like that. I don't know. Did they? Yeah. Appro- I don't know if they approved that. Did they? Yes. I wasn't sure if they had. They did. Yeah. I knew it was talked about. Yeah. Yes. The the president, I think it was the president of the Florida Bar, came out and gave like a video apology, um, saying that um, they were sorry that they had to postpone the August one and that they've been unable to give that exam, and they made it. I believe it's until. 30 days after the results, I just read it like right before this, that 30 days after the February exam results are, uh, February exam results are posted. They have um, this program that certain people who meet the criteria, Mm -hmm. mostly that they have graduated, that they got their uh, clearance from the character and fitness examination, so those people would be able to practice under an attorney. Which, if you think about it, is the CL, what is it, the CLI? CLI, was, yeah. The yeah, Certified Legal Intern. Certified Legal, yeah, yeah. Which I did that, I did that while I was in law school. And you pretty much, you do represent your cases on your own in a way. You're just supervised by signing attorney. So it's not too different. So it's not that out of a program it's just extended out of law school so i guess you're not being supervised by law school Mm. you're just supervised by an individual attorney which is i I think what would make the difference how do you think a lot of schools in particular especially the florida schools um they take great pride in the passing rates how do you think those programs are handling themselves right now because like that's like the Super Bowl for for these programs. I mean, they we've seen um we've seen programs topple down an entire program, or I'm sorry, schools topple down an entire program because they failed to meet a bar passage rate. So, why do 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 we even know like how this is being handled, or like is just everyone like being quiet about it? That's to be honest, good. I don't think it matters. I don't think they care right now. I think they're trying to figure out how they're gonna survive the school year because <laughs> no one's really back to normal yet and how do you do a socratic method on zoom <laughs> or whatever mm. you know and go or going back on campus are you gonna have all those law students on campus are you gonna about i think they're worried about the virus probably more and just getting back to a normal function versus the bar exam because mm. i can imagine that it's probably and all the foreign not foreign students because we didn't have as many foreign students but we did have a lot of um people from out of state did did those people come back? Did the schools get the tuition? So I think there's other, um, they're probably concerned with a lot of other issues <laughs> versus the bar. And and probably no one's going to consider this one as a good indicator of bar passage. <laughs> Until one I school's know. like, we got a hundred percent passage rate on 2020 and they're just going to have that trophy, you know, like they're going to yeah. be like, I, I hope it's us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that that's something that schools are still going to, I know it's probably not a priority with all the other things, but I'm sure it's still on their minds. And especially there's some schools that I heard like this year, I had, I think it was um, St. Thomas that mm-hmm. had like hired a brand new, like, or they had like revamped everything, um, gotten a brand new professor to come in who was like one of the people who wrote 
or um I think it was Kaplan. I, I don't yeah. I don't remember those exact details, but there are schools who they structure their classes or they can make this investment into bringing in certain professors just for getting ready for the bar. And these are people who have learned the format, learned the testing. And now this year, brand new format, everything is kind of shifted. So they were like, wow, we just invested all this into this brand new, um, you know, into preparing these students for this exam. And now everything's been changed and they're going to expect results. So I wonder, because I know that for us, FIU, I felt prepared us really well. Our professors, the ones that they had given us to prepare us specifically for the bar exam, I mean, they were pros on the bar exam and they knew exactly, they told us exactly what to expect. And kind of, I think that makes us appreciate FIU all the more. And we tell other students who are thinking of going to law school, that's one of those selling points that we tell others that are planning to go to law school. And we're like, hey, FIU set us up really well for the bar exam. So that's where you'll go. Whereas this year they're like, oh, well, the bar exam was nothing like what I learned. So it's interesting. So now that we're kind of like inching in towards our own, like kind of like when we took the bar, right? So Rebecca, you and I took the same bar and I know Ashley took it a few years before us. So we've all had kind of like, you and I had a similar experience and I ended up taking it again. So I had that experience. So there's a good variety of like, maybe like four years of like bar, four or five years of bar experience that we can kind of discuss. And I'll start here. I'll kind of like throw in my own little, you know, kind of like my first two cents and I'll start off at the studying part. When we started the program, I think what they call it flap, flap. I get right the Florida legal and procedure law and procedure. I I remember like the first thing we were like just pretty much freaked out about the bar. Like the all they were just scaring us day in day out. The bar is gonna fail you. You're gonna fail. You're gonna fail if you don't do this, this, and this. And it was just like that for an entire four, three and a half months. Just bam, bam. You're gonna fail. And I think one thing really stood out. And it was, I've never really been somebody to study insane, like insanely, like I don't really study like 17 hours a day, right? Like there's a lot of people that are like, they'll, they sit there in the library and they sit and they study day in and day out. I've never been able to, I don't have the attention span for that. I have to move. I, I usually do it in spurts, right? And one thing that stood out was that, um, I, I forgot their names. I have horrible long-term memory. Um, the MBE professor. Um, the, was MBE? MBE was uh, Grossman. Grossman, Grossman. He he show he he told us about like the experiences of I think it was like Richard Nixon, um, and his how like the bar was such a big deal for him, like studying for the bar that he used it in a presidential speech or something. And I was like, man, this guy is a load of crap. <laughs> like like this is a load. And then studying for the exam, I was like, that was the hardest studying I have ever done, ever. I, I cannot imagine studying that hard for any other exam it was to put it lightly it was it was brutal right it was mentally it it, it, i was so fatigued by the end of studying that i was getting tension headaches from not sleeping enough i was just not sleeping i i I remember my entire sleep schedule got twist 
upside down. Um, I was going to sleep at six in the morning, six or seven in the morning after Steph would leave to work and I would wake up at five in the afternoon and I've had people ask me like, why did that happen? I'm like, because that was the time that nobody would bother me. Like I could turn my phone off and sleep, right? And people would just text me and call me and I would be sleeping. But then six o'clock in the afternoon, I would be having breakfast. My wife would be having dinner and I would be just studying all night, you know? And I remember it was just so, so hard on me emotionally and mentally. I was just like tired the whole, for what? Since it was like, what, since May till July, right? That was just, that's all I did. That was my schedule from, since from like for a good two and a half months. I'll add that um, I think sometimes too, they over, I mean, it is the toughest exam I've probably ever taken. And I think the mental toll on you is probably more than um, you would. But I think you'll agree with me that sometimes they overdo it. They over scare you. They overwork you. Um, they make you think like there's no way unless you put in excessive hours, you're going to pass. And the bar prep companies give you an excessive amount of work that you can't even like breathe. And um, no matter, I don't remember how many times I, I just never could catch up because it was just so much. Like it was just so much. And um, I think you realize though that, um, and I think you probably realize that Armando, that sometimes you need to just be confident in your own study tactics and the way that you study and none, yes, you may have to study a little more than what you were used to, but the ex, if you're not the type to study as excessive as some of these people, then you didn't need to do it. You didn't need to do it in that manner. I just think that the schools have so much writing on it, they overscare sometimes. And I think that that affects um, your mind and how overworked and how stressed you are. Because I know I was, I overstudy, like I was overstressed and it was just not, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have like after I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh no. And ha and I would say easily half of what I consumed in that study period was completely lost 10 minutes after I consumed it. Um, Cause for anybody who hasn't been through bar prep, it's 90% of it is just you sitting down, listening to a professor talk at 1.5 to two times speed, unless you're crazy and you watch it at one time speed. Um, and it, these, these lectures are like six hours long and there's a lecture per day for the most part. And I, it's just, it's nightmarish. I mean, I felt like at one point I was like traveling down Dante's Inferno. I was just like, this is ridiculous. And like, every time you finish like an eight hour lecture, it's like, you just look at your schedule and it's like, seven hours tomorrow, nine hours. And these are not, these are just lectures. Like this is not even like the, the work, the studying, the questions, the, the essays, this is just the lecture alone. And I actually, I completely agree with you. Um, I, I ended up not passing that exam by one essay question. And I told myself, this is ridiculous. This doesn't work for me. Um, and I switched my tactic completely up. And for the second exam, I studied for two weeks. Two weeks, like I, it was a February exam. I think going in, I had passed the MB, the MBE. I keep on confusing the MBE with the MPRE, and I remember that the MPRE is one you took before. Um, and the, for the Florida, it was just all I did was just memorize the the essays, every single topic, and that's it. And it just took me two weeks to do that, and that's it. So yeah, tactic towards the way you study as opposed to the way the schools want you to study is a huge like, it's a huge factor you have to consider. 
I think when we're talking about how the schools really put a lot of pressure on those passing rates, their tactic going into those classes is the people who are going to study are going to study, but they are trying to scare the heck out of those lazy people and they're trying to get them to do more than they've ever done. So I think that that's where other people who are very, um, Rule followers. <laughs> yes, rule followers. What is it, the, fr- the front yeah. row, the, the front I, I, row people? Put it. So those who are rule followers, <laughs> like you both were, they are like, oh, they told me I need to, they scared me, I need to put in double the work. When really, I think that was meant for those lazy people who didn't do anything. And they were like, hey, do something this time because you actually do need to put some effort in order to pass this. And I think um, it really does make a big difference, your attitude. And I've always said this through college and high school and everything. I learned my study style pretty quickly, or not even study style, but I learned my um, limitations on how much I could handle. And I know that I cannot overwork myself. If not, I will get too stressed and I will blank out. I will not be able to handle things. So I did have a more laid back study, even though I did, I did study more than I used to. So I did put in more effort, but it was still a very laid back effort. And I know Ashley knows that I have a very weird study um, routine because I will study in front of Netflix. And I will listen to those lectures, those Barbie lectures. We got a brand new pool that year and I had them playing on a speaker while I was floating in the pool. But I was absorbing it and I was putting in a lot more work than I used to. So I did, I did do the essays and I, I put in the work. I just made sure that I balanced it. And I would have a lot of times where I'd be like, you know what? That's it for today. And I just need to detach and go to the pool and enjoy some sunlight because I think once you get to the point where you are so fried up there, you're not absorbing new information. It's just you're reading, but it's not actually being processed. And I try to always stress that to people that I see are like studying for the LSAT and they're like going crazy over these exams. And then they do really bad on the exams. And I'm like, yeah, because you are so stressed out your body can't even handle to absorb that information and process that information that's how i view it i think study style is so important study style is super important because i remember going into law school and everybody's like outlines 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 even in bar prep they send you outlines outlines i had never i was a finance major and international business there's no such thing as outline like we never did that like i didn't even know what that was and to me it was just like what and so I tried to learn this new study style because I thought like that was going to be the key to law school. And the reality is every time I did outlines, I did worse. Like I didn't retain the information as much because that's not my learning style. My learning style was charts, believe it or not. Not While well, there's some people that do flashcards, people walk around with like stacks of flashcards. <laughs> I can't, like, I I'm can't, a flashcard person. I can't, I can't do flashcards, but I did charts. I, I charted everything. Everything had like these super large charts, but that's how I would, everything worked out that way for me. And I did a lot better in the classes that I just did it my way. And um, I think law schools do give you the idea of how to do certain things because they want you, they feel like after so many years, if you don't know, like this is the best way to learn it. However, 
if that's not your study style, then you can't study that way. I mean, you could do it for class if they ask you to do it, but, <laughs> but you don't, you don't study that way. And the bar's the same way. The bar sent us outline books. I don't know if you remember those outline books. It's like two huge, they had like the outline and the condensed outline. I didn't even look at those. Like at the end, I started looking at them. And I'm like, I can't, it's going to stress me out. <laughs> I practice, I practice more essays. I practice more um, multiple choice, but those books, I mean, if that's your style, it's your style, but it's just learning that. The, to kind of build on that, I was a huge chart guy. I, I'm with you on that. Like I saw people with like 90 page outlines and I was like, how is your, how does your mind organize that? Right. I have this weird thing and I was looking it up the other day. I forgot the name, but it's like, I, I like to put colors on things. Like my mind like automatically attaches colors to numbers and letters. And the first thing I did was, and Rebecca knows cause we were in the same study group and I would just make charts. Like, and it was like through like those mind, uh, they call it mind webs or something where like you like you create it and I had to color each one. So like <laughs> torts was like definitely blue. So if it was, if I was in a, sitting in an exam, everything in torts, would be blue and then everything under blue that would be just different shades of different blues so it would be like you know negligence would be a lighter shade and so that's how i would do it and then like contracts is red and that's how i would do the i would avoid uh yeah do you visualize it while you're taking because that's my thing i visualize it and i will see the chart mm -hmm. in my head yeah Yeah. and that's why because if an outline if it all looks the same i can't pinpoint where it was but you know what's the weird part like it's like the colors are not even like arbitrary i mean they are in the grand scheme of things but like my mind is like no 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 contracts is red for whatever reason i don't know why like the word contracts is always going to be red for me like i see contracts it's red um and that's just when i start kind of compartmentalizing like the topics like that it's a lot easier for me to create an irac because i'm like okay this is the issue and i, I kind of like parse through that um with that said i've always been the type of person to kind of like um and they kind of say like People like this are like the, you learn under pressure. I don't believe it. I just think that I learn better when I'm given a problem. So when I was studying for the bar, a lot of the studying for the bar is just dry lecture, right? I can't study like that because I'm not given a problem to remember to have a solution for. So for the second exam, what I did was exact, I just went through all the essays and I memorized the patterns of the problems with the patterns of the answers. And that's it. That was, that's how I studied for the essays. Instead of watching 17 hours of contracts, I just, mem- I just memorized that. And that worked better for me. Of course, it's not going to work best for everyone, but you know, for me, it was just, I could, I could see the problem and then picture how I would solve it because I had already seen that scenario instead of just knowing the law. Right. Which is kind of how the lectures grow. I, if, if I had to tell my old self, you know, like if I went back in time and I told myself one thing about the bar, I would tell them, honestly, skip the lectures, go through the outlines a little bit. If you have a problem with the law, but skip the lectures, 95% of everything you can learn through doing the multiple choice and the essays, a hundred percent, just read the, read the essays, read the answers and then do practice ones. I mean, you have to remember that everyone's just so different, even in that room. I mean, there were people thinking back, like you just realize how different everyone is. So there were people that from my law school that would only study in complete silence. Like, I can't do that. Why? Like to me, that didn't make sense. How (laughs) could you study in complete silence? Because when you get to the bar exam, 
it's not complete silence. You're in a room with like thousands or a thousand people. And, and then like, I ended up with someone <laughs> who was sitting next to me, tapping, tapping, tap, 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 or moving the table or whatever. And I'm like, if I would have studied in silence, I, I'd be going mad because I mean, you do have the little like, um, the earplugs, the earplugs, mm-hmm. yeah. but I found those super uncomfortable and that just, that just didn't work for me. But I mean, to I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Or how about the laptops, all the clicking, you know, like, the clicking. oh man, yeah. yeah. Stands out. It, it's a lot. And, and <laughs> um, thinking back on it too, you see like the different people, how they handle stress. I mean, there were pregnant people in my, <laughs> taking the test with me, eight months pregnant. Um, there were people that were like freaking out even before they even go in, they're crying, you know? So everyone's just, everyone's so different and you just have to find your niche. Like, it's just not a one size fits all, even though they make you think it is when you do bar prep and they make you think it is when you're in law school, but it's not everyone takes. And then there's people that you're like, they didn't study now one bit. And the next thing you know, it passed the bar exam. So <laughs> you just, it's all, it's all personal. It's all personal. Is when I have a question for you guys, because flap really set up an expectation for the bar, right? That, and I don't know if this happened to you, but it definitely happened to me. I'm driving over to Tampa and the anticipation's like horrible. Like you're, you're just like, I, guess I, I was sick to my stomach just thinking about sitting in an exam. Right. And then when you get to Tampa, right, like you almost have like this f- moment of surrealness, right? Where you're like, I'm here. Like I am taking the bar, not because it's like an attorney thing. No, no, no. It's because you've been, the bar has been the end of all ends for the last half year. If not the whole, your whole school. Cause if you're yeah. one of these students that like studies only bar stuff from like one out year, this exam, you're standing there and you're like, oh, like, what do I do? Like, this is it. Like, it, for me, it was terrifying. I think that also added to my um, my mental state while I was taking the exam. Because like for me, it was like I was there and I was just completely spooked. Very, very spooked. Well, I have a story of a spooked person. I mean, I was sitting in the bar exam. I think it was the second day. I don't, I don't remember. I, I'm so I jealous, Ashley. That. I'm so jealous that you have these stories, man. Like, Oh, I, my gosh. It was so bad. I, I just remember sitting there, and then all of a sudden, this person stands up and starts yelling. Um, like, I don't remember the exact words because it's been a little while. But it was pretty much like, it's so unfair. Like, how can you do this to us? It's so beautiful outside we should be outside (laughs) (laughs) and everyone's just looking around like what is going on in the middle of the bar exam that's someone that just just had it like they were done they were like this is (laughs) this is not gonna define the rest of my life right now so it's you know (laughs) what are you gonna do what are you gonna do but how spooked was that person i mean right the pretty bad (laughs) um on my second exam um i was it was after the florida the what came first the essays right yeah the essays came first which is why i was so happy because once you're done with the essays you're practically like halfway done and i had already done the so that was my last day so i was like i was super happy i was like multiple choice florida whatever I was sitting in lunch with my wife and I went to the bathroom. Worst mistake. The the worst mistake I could have ever done because the second I come back out, my wife's like, you miss somebody lose their shit. 
I pardon my French guys, but they lost their, they, they lost it. She lost it. She grabbed, it was, a, it was a, a young girl sitting in the hotel lobby. She was like, just like scrolling through things. And I don't know if she was like maybe looking at the answers she had just turned in. I don't know. But based on what my wife told me, she just grabbed everything, yelled and stuffed everything in the trash and ran out. And I was like, it, it's an, it's, 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 yeah, it's a tough exam. And then obviously um, there were people crying that night, which is very unsettling. I was already done with the exam, so I didn't, that didn't affect me. But I was sitting outside of Starbucks and there was just a girl like crying her eyes out, sitting by herself in like a table. And I'm thinking to myself and I'm like, man, like this cannot, this, this is like a moment that like your body physically is going to remember for the rest of its life. If you're crying over an exam, right? Like this is going to add some sort of like mental state that you're just never going to get over because you're going to look back on this and be like, yeah, I lost it, you know? And I think of those moments and it's just like, I don't think anybody who's somebody who's not taking the bar just will not appreciate the level of stress that you're under in this exam. Like there are other exams you'll be under stress. Sure. But this is just this particular situation. It's just, it's like this attack of like a whole bunch of your school's pressuring you to pass your, you know, you're worried that you're not going to pass because your school's telling you you're not going to pass until the last day where they send you a nice little email and they're like, you're going to pass. You're going to be great. (laughs) Okay. Um, and then it's just this, it's insane. Um, and the commitments financially too, that, You've already invested so much into not only schools, but the actual exam and getting passing everything and buying the The software exam, the hotel, like (laughs) everything is such a commitment. And to think like, oh, I didn't pass this. I'm going to have to redo this again. Or if, or do I get rid of, do I go into a new career path and start all over again? I mean, it's, it's so much pressure. I think Ashley is the one that had mentioned to me and she was talking about law school, but I think even just the bar exam, it applies to the bar exam in general. I mean, on its own was that law school was basically, they put you into a pressure cooker and they turn that heat up all the way up and they wait to see how long it takes for you Mm -hmm. to just explode because that's really what it feels like. That's exactly how I would always, people would ask me, that's what, that's what I used to tell people when I was in law school, (laughs) they would be like, so what's law school like? I'm like, the information is not difficult. The not, the stuff you're studying is not difficult. I mean, torts is not difficult. Contracts in general is not difficult. What's difficult is that they're putting all this pressure on you and time constraints and this like, you're not going to really answer questions. You kind of have to figure it out yourself. Like it's just the whole style that makes it different. The way you learn it is what right. makes it difficult, but not necessarily the material because once you start learning it, you're like, Oh, okay, this makes sense. It's just the whole law school environment is like a pressure cooker. Yeah, for sure. And then once they put the bar, that's it. That's when they like close la tapa for real. The top yeah. is like sealed. <laughs> you just can't, you know, you can't move. But um, one of the things that you have to, like what I love about the whole bar experience too is that um, they put even more pressure on you because then they tell you like, oh, you can't talk to anyone about the exam and you shouldn't say anything about the exam and don't talk about the exam during lunch and talk about it after don't, which the reality is it doesn't make sense why you wouldn't, why you would or why you shouldn't. I don't, 
everyone's taking it at different parts, right? I think it was, is part of the issue. But um, the biggest thing is like, after the day, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it either, but I don't know, like, I don't get it. But the best part about it is that you really shouldn't because anytime I heard anybody talking about it in the hallways, people were freaking out. What do you mean you put that? But what, (laughs) but that wasn't, that wasn't this, or you'd have the really (laughs) cocky, confident people that were like, oh yeah, because that essay was this, this, and this, and that. And then you overheard it and you're thinking to yourself, uh, no, it wasn't. You just completely missed that entire Wait, there essay. was torts on this so, essay? On this question? Yeah. Exactly. What? Exactly. I thought it was, exactly. a, I so thought it was a family dependency that. case. Yeah, you'll actually I did. remember. You had, a dependent, you had a dependency one? No, not the dependency. I heard somebody say, doing exactly that. There was one of those essays that I went a completely different way. And then I heard them saying, oh yeah, that was definitely partnerships and business corporations. And I was like, what? Like, I, like, yes, I, I feel like there was maybe a little bit that you could have stretched. Like I could see where they got it, but that wasn't the point of the essay. And I'm like, I know for a fact that they missed that essay, but they were telling other people and people are freaking out. And I'm like, I'm walking away. I don't want to hear this conversation because I know they're wrong, but you'll still, it, it still puts that seed of doubt into you. And when you have to go back into a, another exam, you don't want any doubt. You need to go in there so confident because if not, yeah, you die. <laughs> the, that happened on the first one. Like I was listening to people talk and I, I knew, I knew that that one essay had like, I had totally bombed it. I was like, I did not study that one particular topic, but there were other ones that people were just talking about. And I'd be like, I'm not listening to any of this because none of it's going to help me going forward and in the end like all it's gonna do is boost the ego of whoever's saying it you know and look this is gonna sound horrible but in the end you you're you're kind of fighting against each other for that for that spot in the bar so i would when i went i think we had like a little luncheon between the first two parts i think right it was like a little thing and i just went i sat down got some food we said we all sat down together we ate and i just let and our group was relatively really good at this like we all we we were all kind of like I don't even think we spoke. I think we were all just like zoned in. Like we were just like, okay, like this is just a break. We're not even supposed to be here right now. We're just eating and go back into the exam. But definitely when you do answer a question that you know you answered it right, like I the second time I, I knew I nailed each essay, which has felt amazing because you're, you're answering those questions. You're like, I know this. After that, I don't think anybody could have told me anything. I don't, they could have told me like the way Becky was like, uh, yeah, it was partnerships, but I don't think I don't think that's what you what it meant. You know, you're confident with your answer. Now, would I still have spoken to somebody about it? Probably not. It's just not good. It's right. just it doesn't help anything to talk about it, and all it does is place a seed of doubt, right? And you don't find out your your score for like another what month, month or two, and you really want to spend that next month or two mm-hmm. just wondering no. whether you you know, you, you've passed or failed over that one question that had partnerships, yeah. but didn't wondering whose theory was right. Yeah. You it's don't. tough. It's, it's, I will it's, say though, yeah. theories and like people talking, I mean, I'm very big on like gut feelings and got, and, and you know, like, are they got incidents? <laughs> right. And one of the things that saved me on the Florida section on the essays, and I think it happened to Becky too. I don't remember, but I think it did was that a friend of mine that I was taking the bar exam with goes to me, you know, I think we should just study this section. 
even though, <laughs> even though she was like, I don't think she's like, I think they said they weren't going to put it or they had put it last year. And the, and the bar prep people had told us for sure. It's not going to be on there. It's not going to be on there. It's not going to be on there. It was something about like checks or something to that effect. Like, I don't know. Secure something. transactions. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was secure transactions. Yeah, I, no, that, that, that's positive, secure transactions. Sure. That is the checks. I think one. that's what it was. Yeah. I don't mean, but I don't remember if that's what was put mm. on. But I think it, I think it was that. And they had told us, look, it's not going to be on there, or it's a new section. Either it was a new section, or they had just tested it, and they were like, don't. And my friend goes to me. She's like, Ashley, I have a feeling we should look it over. I said, All right, <laughs> you have a feeling we're going to look it over. And if it wasn't because we reviewed that that night. The night before the, the Florida section, I mean, I would have, and you saw, I remember Rebecca was, Rebecca, you were with me, like we walked by like the restaurant at the hotel and people were like, that shouldn't have been on the test. And they were like crying and like all worked up. And I'm like, thank God I studied that section because, and it was just a random gut feeling. And it's weird because you wouldn't think to follow gut feelings on the bar, but if it's about studying an extra section, you follow that good feeling. So <laughs> sure. you're right. That happened to me. And Armando was that friend. He was the day before the exam. He was again and again saying. But I didn't say dependency, dependency. though. It wasn't dependency. It I wasn't. Know, I kept on saying juvenile delinquency, thinking no, no, no. that. But what I, I meant was meant, dependency. Oh, I I'm, think it was flipped. You okay, meant I meant delinquency. delinquency. Okay, okay. But you kept saying dependency. dependency. You kept saying dependency, dependency. You meant true, true, true. You're right, you're right. Yeah. Or you told us that later. Yeah, yeah. And I went home and I was like, you know, I really didn't go over that. So when we went to the hotel that night, it was the night right before. I was like, let me at least read like two essays on it. And I read two essays. And one of those essays was almost identical to the one that was on the next day. And I'm telling you that I did not go over dependency. Like that was the lecture that I skipped. I never got to that lecture, never got there, but I read that paper and I was spitting out as much as I could remember. I was like, yeah, they said something about 20 years and the best interest of the child. And what were the, <laughs> what were the chances though? Like dependency of all things. I think we studied that like under one frag under one percent of what we studied was dependencies like it was like it was barely covered right. and they kept on telling us like the chances of that being on the exam are like zero you know and they, they put Again, it on the I exam think it's what ashley said to me i consider it a god incidence i was like there's just no way like how that happened but i mean i think she's right you trust you those gut feelings, feelings. <laughs> yeah go for i mean it. Don't trust gut feelings to not study something. Just <laughs> trust the gut feelings to <laughs> study <good> something. <laughs> because so, the ones to not study tend to be a little wonky. That so, just lazy. <laughs> uh, and this is this goes out from somebody who did not follow that gut instinct. To if you're listening to this and you're gonna take the bar anytime in the near future, and the, you know if you're gonna take one thing out of this, and I, I agree with everybody here. If you feel like you're weak on a subject, the best thing you can do, you don't have to listen to 17 hours of lecture, do what I did. Because on my second time, I actually listened to that gut instinct. I was on the drive over there. My wife was driving me and I said to myself, I'm like, okay, secure transactions, they don't test secure transactions on this exam. Let me at least memorize words. I don't know secure transactions. I don't, I took the class. I hated it. I don't know it, but I memorized everything 
every acronym onto the sun. You know how like, we had like that Bible. I call it the Bible, a little thing that we got from Flap. I memorized those four pages that they had of secure transactions inside and out. And I learned that. So do you guys know that there's, it's never too late, right? I did not study secure transactions before the drive up to Tampa. Okay. So I studied that. The drive up, I memorized some. That night, I memorized some. I watched some of The Bachelor. Yes, don't judge. And then I took the exam and who who know they had secure transactions. So listen to the, the what do they call it? Call it the God instinct. God, God incident. God incident. Incidents. God incidents. God incidents. God incidents. Listen Instead to it. Got it. Got Listen to it. <laughs> listen to it because let me tell you, out of three people here, the sample size is three out of three where we've had that feeling and it's happened. So um, listen to it. It, it, it. it saved me on my second one. I was too stupid to not listen to it on my first one. So <laughs> or you were just saying the wrong thing. <laughs> I didn't study juvenile delinquency either. So it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, I wouldn't have mattered if it was juvenile delinquency. I wouldn't have known either. They would have. Yeah, you know, it's fun. <laughs> Since you're already kind of talking to whoever might be this going to in the future, take bar exam i'd also say one of the more um i think what made a huge difference for me and it's something little but i think it helped a lot um was bringing somebody and and being around friends who are going to keep you calm throughout that exam so i went with ashley to hers and she came with uh me to mine and i think it was important that and we um when we were there, we hung out with Armando and our friend Andrea and um, Anthony was there and Stephanie, uh, Armando's wife. So that was, I think it grounded me so much, even though we weren't like super party, we weren't like hanging out the whole time, but we did have our moments that we went to dinner and we tried to keep it as calm as possible, try to talk as little as possible about the exam. And I think that helped me so much because I was like, I'm with friends, like this is gonna be so calm. We are gonna be able to, like, it was a little bit of that easing mm. and grounding before going into battle. So I thought that was really important. And I would say that whoever's going to take the bar exam, make sure that you pick the right person who's also not gonna be drilling you about like, so how did you think it was? What did they ask you about? And this, that's someone who's gonna just ignore it and be like, okay, so what do you wanna do today? Do you wanna go eat here, a Mexican, or do you wanna eat Chinese? You know, something like that. Uh, I agree, yeah. I agree. That was one of the best things that we did for sure. It's like the energy, you need someone who's gonna match the energy that you need. Like you need someone calm and someone that's not gonna be talking about it all the time. Um, and that's what the people, I mean, the reason I took Becky the first time was because someone told me that. They're like, just make sure you're not with classmates all the time because people, there's someone's always gonna wanna talk about it. And you don't wanna be put in that position where you're just like, your mind is constantly thinking about this exam when you need to be detaching and what you did wrong or what you did right. And so I think it was, I think for sure. I forgot about that part, like how important that was. But yeah, definitely. It wasn't it, it wasn't even like um passively avoiding talking about the exam. I mean, at one point, I remember we were sitting in that restaurant in the lobby. It was the first night after after the Florida part. And Andrea, Becky, and I were trying to like skirt talking about the exam. We were like trying yeah. to like just and then Ashley and Stephanie were like, hey, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> 
no talking about the exam and, yes. and, and that would just kind of like, okay, good. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. You know, if I do want to add two things and, um, there's just two things that helped me out and I hopefully, you know, maybe it helps you guys, you know, whoever's taking the exam. One is don't, I don't know. I, I'm sure everyone that is in law school is always trying to avoid failure, right? Like failure is never a thing that's a possible. And throughout the whole flat program, we're just constantly told one and done, right? One and done the whole one and done. Do your best to study. Don't study to not, don't study to like not fail, right? Study to know the topic, study to pass the exam, but don't treat it like a regimen where like, if you don't fa- if you don't pass that exam, the world's over. Cause they really, they instill in your brain where like, if you don't pass that exam, you're done, you're useless. You're, you know, t- kind of like bring that, those emotions down and just treat it like any exam you've taken before study the best way you can. Um, and for my second point, have like a goal after the exam, whether it be a vacation that you're setting up, um, some kind of reward, you're going to feel like absolute garbage after you've taken the exam. Like personally, you're just going to feel tired. You're going to be, you're, you're going to be done, right? Like mentally. And you're going to want that. Like if you're going to go to work, I would say take the week after as well to just kind of rinse mentally. Um, so if you have obviously the if you can do that, take a vacation. I know it's very common for people who take the bar to go to Europe or go out. Now COVID's a thing, so that's not you know possible. But it could be as easy as just saying, "I'm going to buy myself a nice gift after the exam," or "I'm going to you know spend some time you know in a staycation." Something have that mental goal at the end where it's not only the exam; you have something to look forward to after. Um, that that got me through the second one easily because I had a whole bunch of stuff lined up after, and I was like. In fact, I, the exam was like secondary at that point. I was like, just got to pass it, get this done. The second I get back to, to Miami, I'm going to have a lot of fun. And, you know, and I had, you know, and the exam was just secondary and it went great, you know, so study, get, do what you got to do. Don't, don't, don't sit on it. Remember, we're talking about people who are not the, the usual, not going right. to touch a book. We're talking about people who are actually really study forward. They're, 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 they're going to lose their minds about it for those people. Calm down, slow down a little bit. You're not going to lose your life or anything. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're it's going to be okay. It's, it's just an exam and that whole one and done, definitely a good thing. But if you don't pass, it's okay. Take it again. Learn from your failures. Learn what you didn't do. Listen to that God, God's God sense. You know, the, <laughs> listen to it. Okay, um, yeah, guys, we're getting close to the one hour mark. I know that uh, we usually try to stick within it. I don't want to like cap it, but um, is there anything else you guys would like to add before kind of like wrap things up? I think the only thing which may not be applicable anymore because COVID is that. I, I don't I don't think you did either. We didn't if you're coming from Miami up to there, we didn't drive any of us. You don't need that stress, you don't need that anxiety. And um it's worth it to stay close to the convention center. Like some people are like, "Oh, it's not worth it." No, it's 100% worth it. it. You might pay an arm and a leg, but uh but it's worth it just because the it's less stress. You don't have to walk. I mean, we stayed the first time like a block or two away, which wasn't too bad, but staying at like the embassy, like right across or staying like just right across from it, 
oh, it makes such a difference. You don't have to rush. You don't have to worry. During lunch, you can go straight to your room and just like unwind for a second. So those are the only two things. Now with COVID, I don't know if things will ever be the same, but that's those are two things that were worth it. Okay. Um, guys, thank you so much for being a part of this. And if you're listening and if you've reached the end of this podcast, I thank you for staying in uh, throughout the entire time. I hope you had a great uh, time listening to us. We'll try and um, make these casual conversations a more common occurrence. But yeah. Guys, that wraps up the conversation for today. Thank you for joining us. If you want more information on anything discussed today, make sure to visit our website, www.lifelegacypa.com. There you can find articles, documents, reference on the show, resources for your planning needs, and much more. We hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Bye.